0: X-Men
1: and get it, Come on. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. get this is your weekly X-Men Podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. Nah, I'm Adam. And I have sinus pressure in my nose and throat <laughs> and my forehead. You do
0: sound a little stuffed up there. You okay there, buddy? I'm a little I'm a it's
1: the seasons are changing. Yes. And thus my body is angry at me. <laughs> so I'm a little stuffed up. I've had some uh I've had a good, healthy dose of Hall's. Uh, honey lemon Mm. drop and i do have my wild sweet orange tea that i partake in most of the time anyway but this will help coat my throat and give you guys the silver tongue that you're used to from me
0: (laughs) oh i'm I'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear you're uh you're feeling the soothing uh you know herbal essences there i got a tea kettle Uh, like
1: three weeks ago it's kind of been a game changer I forgot you could make oh, they, tea at
0: home. Yeah, man, you gotta gotta uh, you know boil the water and steep the tea, and it's good stuff. It is. Tea's great.
1: It is. Millions mm-hmm. of years of human evolution can't be wrong.
0: <laughs> you know what else is great, Zach? Um, gals, gals that are pals.
1: <laughs> I like gal I like, pals. I like gal pals. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about a couple of gal pals this week uh, because we have a request. From Patreon supporter and presumed Rush fan, Goatman2112. Uh, Goatman went on over to patreon.com slash comicsxf and said, I would like to support local, independent, organic, vegan... I don't, I don't know if any of us are vegan. I think some people are vegetarian on the site. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, like, <laughs> free-range. I think free-range is a word that you could use to describe yeah. the site. Uh, mm-hmm. It's... It's the kind of comic book journalism that you can get from a Whole Foods. Uh, mm. And that's the service that we provide at ComicsXF. Uh, and we also provide services like doing an episode around a suggestion of yours like Goatman made. So if you want to be like Goatman2112, uh, go on over to uh, the Patreon. And you know what? Do that. Or, you know, the priests of the Temple of Syrinx will come and get you. <laughs>
0: uh so zach where do you fall on the kitty pride love triangle of rachel and iliana uh are you more of a kitty rachel person or a kitty iliana uh person does it matter to you
1: so it doesn't matter to me specifically i have tended to see kitty and rachel as if i was going to have an otp as the children call it these days, uh, they would be closer on that list than Kitty in Magic. I view Magic as someone who does not exactly prioritize romance or anything hmm. in her life. It's just mm-hmm. to me that's not her. That's not what she's focused on. She's focused on being the queen of a hell dimension and having a very large sword. <laughs>
0: Well, the, the friendship between Kitty Pride and Ileana stretches back for quite a while. But um, I think that a lot of readers were pleased when Brian Michael Bendis uh, decided to feature these two in one of the final issues of his Uncanny X-Men run. So this is volume three, number 33, written by Bendis and illustrated by Chris Anka.
1: Yep. Uh, Antonio Fabella does the colors on this. V.C.'s uh, Joe Caramanga. Uh, those, those are where those letters are coming from. And this is an interesting one, in my humble opinion. So we've, we've talked at length about how the end of the Brian Michael Bendis Uncanny X-Men run is confounding?
0: <laughs> That's a great adjective. It is very odd. It's, it's a series of, of one-shots that don't always match their covers.
1: No. So, um, uh... No. Bendis uh, changed his plans uh, when he left the book uh, after Secret Wars and moved into a property that Marvel was caring a lot about being Iron Man, which, okay, I mean, worst case scenario, he got Riri Williams uh, out into the world, so A plus Bendis had beautiful Dave Marquez Mm -hmm. art that Iron Man runs, whatever. I don't care for it.
0: Well, he didn't he do the Doom book too? He did. He um, did.
1: Uh infamous iron I like Re- that. with Alex Malive. Uh I love I love Benis Uh their Daredevil run is in my opinion the best run on Daredevil that's ever existed. Uh Whoa.
0: Wow. I just high praise. I just
1: reread a lot of Daredevil recently and here's the thing. I'm the the Chips Zdarsky run is not done and the stuff that's mm. up to it while well, I like the Zdarsky run it's missing a certain je ne sais quoi that some of these other runs have. Uh, blessedly, it's more influenced by someone like Nesenti's run, so it adds a bit of an additional flavor to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But of of the stuff I've read recently, which is all of the important Daredevil runs, uh, except for the Charles Soul run, which I've already read. That one, I know it's not better than the Bendis run. <laughs> uh,
0: I got to go back and read that. I've I've never read the Bendis. Run.
1: Oh, dude. The Bendis Malif hmm. Daredevil run is like astonishingly good, and it holds up really well. The tension in that is incredibly good. It starts down the path of Matt's going to have a bad decade, but
0: <laughs> isn't that every Dar- Daredevil story? I it's mean, a lot come of Daredevil
1: on. stories. Uh, but <laughs> Matt was having Matt was having okay times uh, before this. By Daredevil standards, Daredevil does not appear in this comic book that we're talking about, though.
0: No, um in fact, the only two characters—well, until the end—we get some some other X-Men, but this is mainly Storm and Iliana. This Shout is right after
1: Iliana. <clears throat> not Storm. I'm sorry. That's a difference. Sh- what did I just say? You said Storm, like sorry. the series.
0: <laughs> you fool. I was thinking about Storm because she's in the end of the book. So, uh Kitty and Ileana, this is right after last will and testament of Charles Xavier, and for whatever reason, Ileana decides to teleport them to the island of monsters. Um, where there are lots of monsters, and I guess Ileana just wants to blow off some steam by, you know, hacking up some Mole Man friends, I she guess. She wants
1: she <laughs> wants to fight Goom. She wants to fight Zemnu the Titan, uh Wants to fight. That is Zemnu, right? Yes, I didn't, these, are, I didn't these know. are all Jack Kirby monsters. They live on Monster <laughs> Island.
0: Yeah, they, they seem a little frustrated that they can't actually attack Kitty. Because, um, you know, they phase right through. But um, they, they have a secondary purpose. It's not just there to, to hack and slash. It's actually to rescue a young mutant who has been left there uh, and abandoned by her father. Um, in, in very, very tragic circumstances.
1: It is very tragic circumstances. Also, um, if I'm going to abandon one of my children, which I don't plan on doing. But, if I were, I wouldn't take them all the way to a monster island to abandon them. I'd leave them on a corner somewhere. They're not very smart and good at directions.
0: Because Bo... Beau... <laughs> it seems it seems like a lot of effort to get rid of uh, this, this adorable child which I, I do realize she um she has this sort of like magical ribbon power that uh, can even hurt kitty pride so i do recognize that you know she seems somewhat dangerous but um you're right the extra effort to, to take her to uh this island seems a bit much
1: yeah she's like eight you could leave her to Chuck mm. E. cheese and i guess chucky e. cheese does have a uh, precautions for that so good good on charles entertainment cheese there uh but i don't think Dave and busters <laughs> there's no, does
0: there's no wristbands uh at uh the Isle of monsters here it's not even wristbands anymore you know chuck
1: e cheese they do like this laser thing on you, like oh. invisible ink that they put on you and it has a specific serial number so that you have to match up with your kids to enter and exit.
0: Dang. No, I didn't know Chuck E. Cheese had lasers. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> Charles Entertainment Cheese has all of the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> so we get this issue and you get you get Ileana talking about how she's pretty frustrated about all the infighting within the X Men and she kinda just wants to go back to everyone being if not friends then having doing the same goal which both parties pretty much have which is kind of the point Mm -hmm. of the brian michael mendes run in a sense is that cyclops's revolution is a threat and an empty threat at that and mostly he's just doing (laughs) x-men stuff the whole time
0: yeah uh and i think that you know, as Bendis is closing out the book here, I do feel like this issue is a little fanservice-y, if only because, you know, it's it's just an opportunity to get two characters that have been, uh, I don't know, they've been in the same book because Kitty has traded over to Cyclops' team to mentor the all-new X-Men, but that's not the... Un- I'm getting confused now. Are they in the same book at this point or what?
1: They are not in the same book. Uh, Kitty is dealing with all new X-Men uh, where a lot of that book uh, was actually taking place away from the uh, new Charles Xavier school, whether it was in space or in the ultimate universe. There was like one right. there's like one arc in the uh, actual Xavier school proper uh, where magic has been mostly dealing with the last will and testament of Charles Xavier
0: yeah okay so this does give a chance for Bendis to kind of reunite these yeah. fan favorite characters yeah, as and I they've mentioned got they've before. got a, a lot of people go ahead
1: regardless of what you think of their relationship and if you want to ship them or whatever they've got a very good textual dynamic as friends mm-hmm. like they have a great uh they have a great back and forth and it's fun to see here. Uh, I'm a big fan of Anka, uh, and I know this is kind of the start of Chris Anka really becoming an all-star in comics and then immediately leaving comics to get good-paying jobs in Hollywood, where he's (laughs) doing the new Spider-Verse movie, which is good for him, buddy.
0: Well-deserved. Amazing at character and and, uh, costume design, and uh, I, I still really enjoy... Uh, his interior work so it's fun seeing um him on these books um doing every other issue of uncanny for a while yeah and this has a sweet ending you know they bring this small child back um befriend storm we get a call back to kitty being afraid of nightcrawler when she got to the school originally and uh you know it's just a chance for kitty and iliana to be friends and i think that that Solely alone was just a nice moment at this point in uh, in continuity. It's nice.
1: I would also say that this book feels very slight. Like yes, this is a quick read by Bendis standards. And frankly, mm-hmm. this entire story feels like it should be the B story in a different book. Like you could consolidate that this down to about six pages and get what you need, while the rest of a different plot is going on.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Um, It's as nice as it is to see the characters hang out for a little bit and rescue somebody. Certainly doesn't have the feeling of of a full-blown adventure. You know, if we compare this to other issues around this time which we'll do in a second um when we rank it but i i'm thinking about like the the mike del mundo emma training right. young jean gray you know like you, where it's it's just a bottle episode of two characters interacting but at the same time it has feels like it has larger implications this one is just hey you know this is sort of a love letter to these two characters to hang out for a little bit and it's nice but i agree there it it's There's not a lot going on here.
1: Well, we've got a lot going on on our very long list of all the X-Men stories ever, of all time, uh, that we are ranking. We're on the road to 500, as we're also on the road to 200 episodes of this podcast, so it's kind of a dual thing. We're getting very close. We have 483 stories on our list. Uh, The number one story on our list is House of X, Powers of Ten. Number 100 is uh, The Fall and Rise of the New Mutants by Zeb Wells et al., uh, 200 on the list is phoenix resurrection the return of gene gray number 300 is the x babies miniseries number 400 is ghost rider brood feud 2 uh and the bottoms the draco so we have we have two very similar stories and they're not too far apart on the list so i want to bring those to your attention first yeah at 176 on our list we have uncanny x-men volume 3 number 35 which is that gold balls issue that i like a lot it's got a sword artist valerio sheedy uh doing the art
0: that one's that one's better for for sure that one's better Um, Uh,
1: and then at 202 we have another bendis Anka joint uncanny x-men 15.inh girls night out
0: they're very similar.
1: They are you know what I mean? They are very similar in that they're very uneven, though I'll say I think the extended cast of Girls Night Out adds some more variety where this one doesn't delve deep into uh Kitty and Magic's relationship dynamic just as friends even. Right. It's
0: yeah. It's I think even even the other one, Girls Nights Out, like kind of advances the, the character uh ideas that we have of um you know emma um the cuckoos like all of them sort of are are still being advanced by that story despite it being kind of slight um so i think that one's better
1: uh low down the list 215 is cap wolf i think cap wolf's better than this
0: i would agree um how do you feel about it oh okay you've got secret empire highlighted at 229 the good secret I...
1: empire the first secret empire uh, yep I I would agree I think um I think that one's probably better than this because that does have uh that does have what's his name tricky dick Richard Nixon shooting himself on panel after being revealed <laughs> to be the secret leader of the secret Empire uh, but right below that is uncanny 160 shoots and ladders uh where they go to limbo for like the first time
0: yeah. Um you know I'm I'm just keep looking down the list though um, cuz there's not a lot of like substance to this mm-hmm. Uh down at 263 we have the the backup uh in special edition X-Men 1 which is the uh tour of the school with Kitty and Eliana I do think this is better than that So I feel like we're somewhere in between these two two uh, numbers here We're
1: this is better than 261 New Mutants Truth or Death
0: yeah, I would agree
1: um it's sh- it's shorter than X or nation X uh, the arc where they build up utopia um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's better or worse than that um, actually no it's I would say here's my pitch at 255 is X-men black mojo number one which I think is better 256 yep. is uncanny 300 and 257 is x-men 27 a song of mourning a cry of joy the threnody issue i think this is better than the threnody one but not as good as 300
0: perfect so this is going to be our new 257 uncanny x-men volume 233
1: what a what a pick that was a
0: fun that was fun
1: <laughs> we're, we're a podcast yeah, I mean, named it, after a brian michael bendis event or co-written yeah. event so we tend to like that run
0: well, and if you're a fan of those characters, you got to hunt that issue down. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's fun. It's fun. Uh,
0: not as fun is uh, the second story which we are covering today, um, which is uh, right around the story we were just talking about uh, in Uncanny 300. This is Uncanny X-Men 303.
1: Yeah, Adam, here's the thing. If you only read one X title this month... <laughs> this issue must be it, which is an interesting way for them to phrase that because it's essentially saying, look, it's not one comic. We know that in August of 1993 there's going to be better comics out there, but do not read do not read X-Force 25. Do not read uh The Circle Chase uh since that would have been one. Do not read Excalibur 68. Read this sad comic about Ileana Rasputin as a child succumbing to the legacy virus.
0: Oof. Oof. Uh, I remember when this came out. (laughs) And I remember seeing the cover on the shelf and going, okay, they're really making a big deal out of this. This must be a good one. And then you open it up and you get um, art by Richard Bennett which um, I could not think of a worse pick for telling this particular story. I, I just really was yearning for, you know, J.R.J.R. to come back for one more issue, <laughs> please. Um, because the way that Richard uh, draws, which is which is detail-heavy here, uh, he's got Dan Green on, on most of the inks here, um, it's sort of a weird... I don't know how to describe the way he draws people. It, there's there's a certain, like, mushy clay quality to the way they're, like, I don't know.
1: There's a weird I mean,
0: what, badness what to impression? it. What's your impression? I. There's a what?
1: It's a weird badness to it. It's definitely a 90s mm. villain guy. That's that's what Richard Bennett feels like in this issue. Uh, Scott Lobdell does the words in it. Um, and you got that sad teen Lobdell stuff with Jubilee uh, And Jubilee is weird in this because she's jealous that everyone's sad that Illyana is dying. It's... Which I guess she's a child. A, like, Jubilee, yeah. Jubilee's like, what, 14? Like, she's allowed to have bad emotions.
0: Yeah, I think... I actually like the way that this is this is at least structured, right? And that, that the basic premise is that Ileana is, you know, they cannot figure out how to cure the legacy virus in time uh, to save Ileana from it. So Jubilee has sort of been by Ileana's side, keeping her company, you know, befriending her even though she can't speak uh, her native tongue. And, um, Which is a weird choice. You know, I feel d- like
1: the professor should have been like, and there you go, there's English we gotcha
0: right right he seems he really has set stupid, that precedent <laughs> yes yeah jubilee could you know matrix how to how to speak russian but um we're getting all of this in flashback which i also think is an interesting structural thing and jubilee is explaining how she's feeling to jean gray um, because she's kind of like just sulking around um and you know the jealousy that you just noted comes because kitty pride has shown up and you know jubilee is like oh i thought this was my dying friend and i i I mean i'm her dying i'm the friend of the dying girl not this stranger who just came in who is the old pov character i'm the pov character so some call
1: jubilee the kitty pride of the 1990s
0: right right so like that i kind of get um I, I think as the previous issue uh, ended with Kitty arriving, it is a little strange the way that Kitty is sort of aged up, even though she's acknowledged as being 17, I think, here. Um, Listen,
1: we don't need to worry about how old Kitty Pride was in the 90s. It'll only upset us.
0: It's very strange. Um, so she's drawn as, you know, a, 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 an older woman she's drawn as, as a 90s babe.
1: she's drawn as a 90s image <laughs> comic art was popular babe that's what she's drawn right. as, and it's like come on bud come on buddy this is yeah. a sad story
0: but we do get um at least story-wise the flashbacks of you know kitty and Ileana's relationship through the years and um you know unfortunately it does not end well um kitty or, or excuse me jubilee is there as Ileana Uh, dies and and is able to to comfort her with uh, a little Banff doll. Um, And it's it's sad, but I I think that, you know, if you're milking this for emotion, I don't know that it lands as heavy as it could, you know? Like, much sadder is the end of the Ileana arc in, in Inferno. You know, like, this is much more about getting Ileana out of the way so that Colossus can become further incensed and angry and go join the Acolytes.
1: Yeah, much sadder is Colossus realizing that, okay, so in the last, let's call it three months, my brother uh, Mm -hmm. committed giant suicide after I found him in an alternate dimension. My parents were killed by uh, former KGB operatives. And now my little sister is dead. Colossus... Straight up not having a good time, man.
0: Uh, no, and they, you know, for whatever reason, story plot wise, you know, Colossus can't make it back in time to say goodbye one last time. So, because they really, just want to
1: torture Colossus, and exactly. I exactly, I listen, listen, because I know there's people saying it. I understand wanting to torture Colossus, I get it. I I have wanted to at some points in my life myself, but it is very sad that all of these terrible things happened to him one after another. And I understand why he said, Hey, maybe the X-Men suck.
0: <laughs> I mean his conclusion is uh, well founded, I think. Um it you know, where where I think that the story kind of breaks down in terms of being from Jubilee's perspective is that, you know, the story ends with Jubilee's grief and I don't know that it properly deals with the gravity of what Jubilee should be feeling in this moment, which is like, man, joining the X-Men is like, I'm going to die. Like, I feel like that would be the takeaway in this situation. Um, that you know, like everything is kind of this this morbid end for for anybody even associated with the team. And it's more of a Jean Grey saying, "Well, kiddo, you know, it was a life worth living." And you also, gene you're up, not Cameron. allowed to
1: you're not allowed to complain about that, um, <laughs> right? Listen, you right. Went, you went by Phoenix uh, for a spell, and we all know mythology. It's, this mm-hmm. is a weird emotionally manipulative comic because all it's trying to do is make you feel very sad for this character that hasn't really been a character in the last very long amount of time and only exists as, like, remember all those good New Mutant stories you liked? Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's... It's like, yeah. Come on. You guys aren't even... Yeah. If you if you're, you're gonna make a big swing, who died from the freaking legacy virus? Kanon, uh, Pyro. No, Pyro didn't even die from the legacy virus.
0: Who dies no. from the Mastermind? Legacy? Mastermind
1: died. Uh, right. Magic died, and Kanon, and Kanon mm-hmm. even like psychically kills herself or whatever. Uh, they just didn't go hard with this legacy virus stuff. And they really want to reap the benefits of everyone feeling sad for X-Men dying, but they don't actually want to kill any X-Men.
0: No. And they're willing to let the legacy virus, as we've talked about in the past, just linger forever. So, um, you know, this is one of its first casualties and, you know, it, it is very emotionally manipulative. So, um, not a, huge fan of this issue in particular why don't we rank this uh this somber <laughs> emotionally manipulative comic i don't think it's as good as uh the first story that we did today um at 257 so
1: it's not as good as okay uh, skinning of souls is our new 300 right now which is right before this uh yeah and that's where peter's parents die and i mm-hmm. think skinning of souls is better
0: i would agree uh 100 how do you feel about it again something like extinction agenda at 313
1: i mean it's not as long as extinction agenda extinction agenda is too long <laughs> y'all
0: Oh. Uh, but like got that good 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 jim lee art but ooh, then the rest three, of it oof.
1: 317 is the cure
0: oh i think i think the is cure better. is i think the cure is better i think below that you've got bishop's crossing i think that's better
1: um Not as good as the first arc of Generation Hope, I don't think. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking through. This is probably better than uh, X-Corp. At
0: 329, I agree. I'm sorry, Um, X-Corp. Yes. This is is not as good.
1: Or Banshee's paramilitary team
0: yeah not as good at, at 327 we have all new x-men volume 217 which is ivx tie-in did that we rank that
1: i have no recollection of that episode <laughs> i mean i believe it but
0: so i don't remember between... right below
1: that is divided we stand uh from uncanny x-men i don't remember ranking that at all either
0: i feel like we did that more recently i don't um know. time time's all <laughs> Spray. we do a lot of stories on this show three better or worse than divided we stand let's say better all right so this is going to be our new 328
1: this is our new 328 it's called going through the motions
0: man it mm. really does and speaking of speaking of motion zach uh i was wondering if you as a earther could teach me how to properly use the restroom
1: oh we're doing that now guys we've got to talk about secret wars too <laughs> Secret Wars 2 is bad. Um it's it's Jim Shooter getting so high on his own supply um and literally forcing every Marvel comic to get in on his plans or get out. Uh and that oh, includes man. uh the new mutants in New Mutants 36 uh, by Chris Claremont and Mary Wilshire. Uh, Bill Sienkiewicz does the inks on this one. Michael Higgins is our colorist. And Tommy Orr, he does those letters, this is called Subway to Salvation. Um, and it's about the new mutants feeling weird about seeing the Beyonder and having a fight with the Beyonder. Uh,
0: Jeez Louise. And
1: then Iliana loses <laughs> her soul sword and Kitty gets it because they are connected in a very deep and intimate way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then, gal pals.
1: and then yeah then the gal pals, <laughs> and then there's a fight there's a there's a gal pal fight
0: i feel so bad for everybody that had to work under jim shooter with uh i just saw that memo recently i'd never seen it before where he he basically crosses out you know all these lines about how he writes better writes all the characters better than anybody else that works for him and it's like no you don't <laughs> What are you talking about? I think uh,
1: Jim Shooter is probably the most fascinating person in comics history. I would He is he is the beautiful center of an amazing story. Like he was writing Legion of Superheroes as a young teenager. Mhm. He had been in comics forever. He had success in comics and frankly was leading the most creatively fruitful period in Marvel comics history since the Stan and Jack era of the sixties. And some would even argue the most creatively fruitful period bar none. Um, it's probably my favorite for sure. Listen, you got, but the ego, you got a lot ego. of, you got a lot of Claremont. You got a <laughs> lot of Frank Miller. You got a lot of Walt Simonson. That's some good stuff right there. Uh, you even mm. got, you even got John Byrne who a lot of people do like, uh, we're just saying. There's a lot of there's a lot of big power players in the shooter era. Uh, shooter seems like the worst person in the world to work for. <laughs> I don't think well, I don't think there's a single employee who has ever said a good thing about working for no. James Shooter, the very tall man.
0: Ooh, who's taller, Jim Shooter or Mark Sylvester?
1: I bet Jim Shooter. Often. Jim Shooter's like six six. Jim Shooter. Jim Whoa, Shooter's that boy. tall. Jim Shooter, big. Wow. That's gym crazy!
0: Shooter. I had no idea he was that tall. Why or would we're I looking this up?
1: Yeah, I am looking it up.
0: Uh, Here we go. The legend, mm, of... Demo, please. I... Mm.
1: Everyone's using everyone's using height in like he's taking this book to new heights, and I'm like, no, oh no, gym... that's not what we need. Is we, shooter... need is... yeah, what... <laughs> we need stats. Yeah, what? What's on the Jim Shooter card. trading cards? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jim Shooter was so hated that John Byrne, when he took over in a big one-shot of the uh, new universe, he completely and utterly destroyed Jim Shooter's hometown of Pittsburgh and turned it into The Pit, <laughs> which was a big nuclear hole.
0: Oh, um, my God. Because
1: everyone hated Jim Shooter so much. So people will wow. people sometimes be like, well, we should say nice things about Jim Shooter. Look at all the good things he did. Yeah, imagine if Jim Shooter didn't suck. How many even better comics could have come out? You ever think about that? Jim Shooter was 100% right, though, when he said that you got to kill off Jean Grey. You can't let her just do a genocide. He was right there. Some good... His editorial hey. mind sometimes, very sharp. Uh, his yeah. management skills, very poor.
0: And the fact that uh, Secret Wars 2 is just omnipresent. It's over all the titles, um, and it's just obnoxious to constantly be running into the Beyonder over and over and over again. And this issue is... Is really no exception. Um, Ileana is just trying to take the subway to meet Kitty and runs into the Beyonder and suddenly becomes like a, a born-again follower of, of whatever he's got going on. And uh, that subway car goes off and travels through the air over to the Xavier School, school uh, where they're just t- trying to have a normal hangout po- at the pool party. And uh, a battle ensues. <laughs> they have to fight a, a giant demon or whatever. Um, is it clear that... Is, is the demons coming through Limbo? Yeah. Or are they coming from somewhere? They're coming oh, from that's Limbo. A li- okay, that's a little unclear. Um, I I gotta say, I love Wilshire and uh, Sienkiewicz's uh, combination here. I think the artwork here is fun.
1: Sienkiewicz is such a good inker. Like, I love Sienkiewicz's pencils, uh, but his ink work... Elevates stuff and adds such a mood to every thing that oh it's I'm ex- he's the one anchor that I get excited about. I just love Bill Sienkiewicz so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, and you know, like you mentioned, Kitty does get the Soul Sword, um, or gets even a little bit of the armor as well. Uh, oh, she, she holds gets, the Soul Sword.
1: She gets a lot of uh, the accoutrement.
0: <laughs> of uh magic. But the sword has to be returned to Iliana, uh, who has to accept her demon self. I feel like that's happened before, but it's happening again here. And she chops the demon in half and everybody's okay, which is great, except Beyonder's gonna come back next issue. Um and I think the issue after that Yeah, maybe...
1: the Beyonder's gonna murder kill all the new mutants, so it's just gonna keep on going, and Secret Wars two is so freaking long, y'all. <laughs> it's it's not it is it's good. it's
0: endless. It's kind of like um, Acts of Vengeance, you know. You see that tag up in the corner, and you're just not sure what you're gonna be in store for. Um, but Secret Wars two, you know, you're gonna have an awkward cameo by uh, this this white fella in a tacky suit. With, uh, curly hair it's it's gonna be annoying <laughs> so i i don't know if i would recommend this issue um you do have to understand it so that when you get to that great art adams cover on uh 38 that you know what's going on and, and why they think they're dead um but you know aside from the art there's not a lot to recommend here oh we didn't mention beautiful barry windsor smith uh cover on this one
1: yeah there's good stuff yeah, I'm sorry. I got distracted by finding out secret things about Jim Shooter. Not his Ooh. not his actual heights, but once he dropped lead wine on his head because they were doing wrestling moves in the Marvel office and Stan Lee walked in and he was an adult and they were afraid of the adult and he dropped lead wine right on his stinking head. That's that's straight this. from Jim Shooter's mouth. He has a he has a very long WordPress blog, uh, jimshooter.com. Oh. Where the byline is oh writer creator large
0: mammal. Well, that that tracks with the height. So I like to believe know.
1: that Jim Shooter at sixty nine has chilled out a bit. Hmm. Like you'd think. I would hope so. Like he's got to just be. He's just gotta be chill at this point. I would hope. I don't know. <laughs>
0: all right what do you say we rank this puppy
1: we should we should rank this puppy um this is kind of a non-issue right like it's just it's just there
0: yeah i mean like for all of our complaints about richard bennett's artwork in uh uncanny 303 i mean there there was story there there was plot um, I, th- I think you just highlighted at 340 we have uh, the New Mutants Summer Special. I mean, I, I obviously think that's better than this.
1: I had highlighted a lot of things. Sorry, let me jump right back down to it. Oh, no, no 340, <laughs> New Mutants Summer Special. Um, this Is is this better than uh, the end of New Mutants, the Rob Liefeld stuff? No. It's not, no, it's not. It's
0: not. It's not better uh, It's
1: better... This is not in the bottom 400. Because this is... No, this is not in the four hundreds. This, but this is in the low threes. I think
0: it is. Well, I feel like we're on par with three seventy one. We have Dazzler versus the X Men. Dazzler versus the X Men's better. It it is. It is. Um, But I feel like we're we're in that right era. Like we we've got Cyclops um, Retribution,
1: Judgment Wars around there. Nyx on the way home.
0: Like this isn't as bad as the Uncanny X Men Annual Number Eight where. We get that, like, space story with Ileana. This is better than that.
1: Yeah, friend of the show, Chris Edelman, has been reading all of the Uncanny X-Men annuals. <laughs> and he Poor has, Chris. he's come to the realization that all of us had already known uh, that Chris Claremont was terrible at writing annuals. He wrote two good ones.
0: They're, they aren't great. Uh, you go for the occasional uh, God-tier art, Adam's art, and then you, you, you maybe skip some. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Not, not anyway the best work um no this is better than all new x-men four to seven the paris arc yeah probably. Um,
1: Let i would say it's better than life of times of lucas bishop at 372 but mm-hmm. not as good as that dazzler versus the x-men story
0: perfect so that would make it our new three seventy two. I'm
1: we're gonna come back to this story and I'm gonna immediately forget what in the world it was when we bring it up next. Because <laughs> I forgot okay. while we were talking. Uh, but this episode's done now, Adam. Which is yeah. good because again, my voice. I'm yeah I'm sure You're when I'm back great, to edit You're doing great, buddy. You're doing okay. I'm gonna I'm out of tea. I'm gonna need more tea, Adam. I'm gonna
0: need some herbal <laughs> tea, maybe <laughs> well, some sleepy. Well thank, time. Th- thank the goat man before you brew some more.
1: Thank you, goat man twenty 112 I hope you're uh, on a train to Bangkok aboard the Thailand Express or whatever it is. I forget. I haven't listened to <laughs> 2112 in a while. Hold on. Hold on. 2112 rush. I want to get this right. On the train to Bangkok. Aboard. Way more rush knowledge than I have. Yeah, it's passage to Bangkok. That's why I I knew that uh, Thailand Express wasn't the name of it. Uh, no, 21, 2112 is an incredible uh, album. The first side is a single 20-minute and 33-second song called 2112. Um, nice. Which is a rock opera uh, about... Neil Peart, the, the greatest drummer to ever have lived, got real into Ayn Rand in the 70s and did write a rock album about uh, mm. exceptionalism and Randian things, uh, which is less great... Um, Luckily, Mm. the story is incomprehensible, and the music's very good.
0: So it's like a Zack Snyder movie. Uh,
1: (laughs) I think it's on the same level of understanding. But here's the thing, Adam. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times. I'm not going to go watch a four-hour movie if I didn't like two other movies that the same dude did in the same setting with these same actors and characters. That seems like a waste of my time no but yeah, a lot of people yeah. have listened oh i watched it i know you I watched, watched it, it. I'm, yeah it was it was an event and i cannot wait to never have to hear about it again <laughs> it'll be so nice uh, uh but thank you to the goat man for giving us that gift uh if you want to be like on patreon.com/comicsxf we got a lot of cool things going on hey adam what do you got going on
0: Folks, you can always find me over on Twitter at Arthur Stacy. And uh, what do we got going on next week, Zach? Oh, ooh, next week is an week, interesting one.
1: Next week we got comics that Marvel can't actually reprint, um, because yeah. uh, they involve toys. <laughs> they involve it. They involve that time in the '80s where Marvel teamed up with a bunch of toy manufacturers and uh, made made toy comics. And they set them in the uh in the Marvel universe because uh, collected editions weren't a thing. And oops, now it's very difficult to find uh, issues of Star the Crystal Warrior.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this one.
1: That'll be good. We've got we've got a buddy coming and joining us uh, for that one, so that'll be great. But until then, folks, this has been Bal the Atom. We hope you survived the experience.
0: Get it!